the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. <clears throat> o Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalms 97 and 99, beginning on page 460. The Lord is King, the earth may be glad thereof. Yea, the multitude of the isles may be glad thereof. Clouds and darkness are round about him. Righteousness and judgment are the habitation of his seat. There shall go a fire before him and burn up his enemies on every side. His lightnings gave shine unto the world. The earth saw it and was afraid. The hills melted like wax at the presence of the Lord at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. The heavens have declared his righteousness, and all the peoples have seen his glory. Confounded be all they that worship carved images, and that delight in vain gods. Worship him, all ye gods. Sion heard of it and rejoiced, and the daughters of Judah were glad because of thy judgments, O Lord. For thou, Lord, art higher than all that are in the earth. Thou art exalted far above all gods. O ye that love the Lord, see that ye hate the thing which is evil. The Lord preserveth the souls of his saints. He shall deliver them from the hand of the ungodly. There is sprung up a light for the righteous, and joyful gladness for such as are true-hearted. Rejoice in the Lord, ye righteous, and give thanks for a remembrance of his holiness. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 99 
The Lord is king, be the people never so impatient. He sitteth between the cherubim, be the earth never so unquiet. The Lord is great in Zion, and high above all people. They shall give thanks unto thy name, which is great, wonderful, and holy. The king's power loveth judgment. Thou hast prospered equity. Thou hast executed judgment and righteousness in Jacob. O magnify the Lord our God, and fall down before his footstool, for he is holy. Moses and Aaron among his priests, and Samuel among such as call upon his name, these called upon the Lord, and he heard them. He spake unto them out of the cloudy pillar, for they kept his testimonies and the law that he gave them. Thou heardest them, O Lord our God. Thou forgavest them, O God. Thou didst punish their wicked doings. O magnify the Lord our God, and worship him upon his holy hill, for the Lord our God is holy. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 43rd chapter of the book of Isaiah. But now thus says the Lord, who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flames scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt for your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in your place. Since you were precious in my sight, you have been honored, and I have loved you. Therefore, I will give men for you and people for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your descendants from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not keep them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, I have formed him, yes, I have made him. Bring out the blind people who have eyes and the deaf who have ears. Let all the nations be gathered together and let the people be assembled. Who among them can declare this and show us former things? Let them bring out their witnesses that they may be justified, or let them hear and say, it is truth. You are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me, there was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. I, even I am the Lord, and besides me, there is no savior. I have declared and saved, I have proclaimed, and there was no foreign God among you. Therefore, you are my witnesses, says the Lord, that I am God. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, 
and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Saviour, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, for he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm, he hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath holpen his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the eleventh chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. Now the apostles and brethren who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. And when Peter came up to Jerusalem, those of the circumcision contended with him, saying, You went in to uncircumcised men and ate with them. But Peter explained to them in order from the beginning, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision, an object descending like a great sheet, let down from heaven by four corners, and it came to me. When I observed it intently and considered, I saw four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. And I heard a voice saying to me, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But I said, Not so, Lord, for nothing common or unclean has at any time entered my mouth. But the voice answered me again from heaven, What God has cleansed you must not call common. Now this was done three times, and all were drawn up again into heaven. At that very moment, Three men stood before the house where I was, having been sent to me from Caesarea. Then the Spirit told me to go with them, doubting nothing. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. And he told us how he had seen an angel standing in his house, who said to him, Send men to Joppa, and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter, who will tell you words by which you and all your household will be saved. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell among them, as upon us at the beginning. Then I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John indeed baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If therefore, God gave them the same gift as he gave us when we believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Who was I that I could withstand God? When they heard these things, they became silent, and they glorified God, saying, Then God has also granted to the Gentiles repentance to life. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, 
which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, who by the leading of a star didst manifest thy only begotten Son to the Gentiles, mercifully grant that we who know thee now by faith may after this life have the fruition of thy glorious Godhead through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord. And by thy great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Evening all. Happy Epiphany. The lessons before us today from Isaiah 43 and Acts 11 um, draw us back to a, um, a kind of pattern we see in the whole of the Bible um, that helps us if we will look at it as a lens through which to see the things that are going on. Uh, when we get into the minutia, sometimes it helps us to see the broader picture. And that is that there is a, a kind of recurring theme of going out and coming in. And one of the main ways we see that in, as it pertains to our lessons tonight um, is that really we're, we're seeing um, as it pertains to the, the, the sort of the ancient chosen people of God and their relationship to the kingdoms of the world. We have to go back to where the, the origin of that sort of split, where those things became even possible categories. And that takes us back to the Tower of Babel back in Genesis chapter 11. We have the dividing of the peoples of the earth who were called in as one and then came together as one to build the great tower to heaven and were scattered through the mixing of their languages and they went off into their various peoples. These became the nations. These became these different peoples and groups in the kingdoms of the world. 
Um, and to the extent to which those things, uh, those kingdoms sort of establish themselves as worlds unto themselves, um, they uh, they tended to adopt a kind of um, uh, sort of inward orientation that um, exalted themselves, uh, that tended to either exalt themselves in isolation or exalt themselves in conquest over one another. And one of the functions of that, that conflict between these peoples that are made by this um, the scattering of the peoples um, is the, the sort of the idea of, of ancient holy war that happens between the peoples of the world. Um, that their god, um, that you know, each kingdom had sort of its deity, and the, it was understood in ancient warfare that if a nation conquered another nation, that their god was by default superior and stronger and greater than the god uh, whose whose people had been conquered. And so, these kind of the, the war between the gods was understood uh, to sort of have a be the dimension behind the battle happening on the field. So Isaiah is writing to a people that have been to the, the you know the the people who have been you know told by God that they are His people and that He is the God of all gods and the Lord of lords. But in practice, these people, uh, the northern kingdom of Israel has been destroyed by the Assyrians. The southern kingdom has been taken into captivity by the Babylonians. And so, in the logic of ancient warfare, you would have the idea that well, clearly Marduk or 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 um, you know. Um, uh, Astarte or someone like that is clearly superior to the God of Israel, to Adonai, because uh, they've conquered us, they've destroyed us. And the Assyrians and the Babylonians and Persians were happy to, you know, propagate that that story. But Isaiah is saying something countercultural to that and say and counterintuitive to that, saying, no, actually, the God of God, uh, the, your God is the God who's called you by his name. He remains God over all things. Um, and there is no there's no challenge to his authority or power. Um, and this will be revealed as he calls by the word of his mouth and brings you all um, by his word from all corners of the earth and gathers his people to him together again. And historically, this does happen. The captivity ends and the people are recalled to their homeland. I mean, even though there are you know, issues that make that a fraught thing for a, for a number of centuries, um, that's still the, the sort of the bringing to pass uh, one dimension, one historical horizon of what Isaiah is talking about here. As we get into the Acts of the Apostles, we've seen really this this kind of um, the beginnings of this undoing of that great scattering of the Tower of Babel with the Pentecost that comes to the church at, on in uh, you know in Acts chapter two, and the the those who were scattered are all sort of uh, the representative are represented back in Jerusalem again through adherence to the festival laws of of, of Judaism. And this is when the spirit falls upon all, falls upon the church and begins to go out to all those represented there who then take it back to the nations again. And what we see represented here is this kind of bringing back in. There was that going out that was the result of rebellion and sin. And now there's this being brought back in. And so Epiphany as a season really anticipates the great work of Pentecost and the age that follows in the wake of Pentecost. Epiphany is this sign of these sort of the wise men from the East coming, having received wisdom from uh, those in captivity, are now are now beneficiaries of that wisdom of those who had been in captivity as they come now to behold Christ who has been born and to pay homage to him. And this is a sign that prefigures the great gathering in of all the nations um, and a great call to go out to all the nations, starting with the people of uh, God, his, his ancient chosen people, but then through them, the Gentiles being brought, brought in. And what we see in Acts chapter 11 tonight is exactly that, this kind of breaking through of this, of, of, of this revelation of what, of what God has been declaring since the beginning, 
that all that he's going to bring all people, draw all men to himself, draw all people to himself around his spoken word who has become incarnate as Jesus Christ. And so uh, this, there's a great work we see going on here. I think, I think for us, it, it bears remembering that, again, the minutia of the on-the-ground circumstances can give us suggestions that, um, that there is a meaningful, you know, a sort of a, a meaningful conflict between what the work that God is doing and the ways of the world. But again, this is to engage really in that kind of old habit of holy of holy war, or the war of the gods, and thinking that God really has to, you know, work hard to make sure that he does everything he wants to do. And there's all these other things that are opposed to him and are going that are threatening to undo that work. It's not so. God is doing his work and he has put has put a call out to all corners of the earth um, that uh, to draw all people to himself. But that means, first of all, from us, that we're going to be drawn as we are drawn to him, as we are drawn closer to him through continual growth in the spiritual life, um, that we are drawn out from all ways of life, all ways of being and all ways of doing life that are opposed to that or challenge that. Uh, where we are is is not yet the place where we belong. We're not yet home yet. And so Epiphany reminds us that a call has gone out to each of us to to leave behind in significant ways uh, the ways of life that um, that are still functions of that separateness and that going out and that staying out. We've been called back in now, and now it's time to start walking home. And to and and as we go out, we start to see we become sort of living reminders to the world and living symbols to the world that this is the work, this is the thing that is happening in the course of history that this is what history is culminating in. And so as we go out, we become more and more these, as we come in, we become more and more these living signs that this is what God is doing. And so in our own sort of lives, being sort of mission and outward oriented means looking to all those around and calling to them as those who have been called and saying, come in too, it's time to go home. The call has gone out, it's time to go home. So Epiphany is the sort of the revelation that that's the thing that after all this time, that's what's still happening. And that's what's still happening for us now. So we're on our way back. It's a good direction to go. But we'll turn our attention to our intercession for the evening. And as we turn to page 590, let's go ahead and call to mind those who, for whom we are praying right now. Let us pray. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. 